Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by giving you my top five productivity tips absolutely free. You can get them at my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the show today, Chris Ward, she is a specialist on outsourcing. Do you realize how much time, energy, and frustration outsourcing can save you? If not, don't worry. Chris has got your back because she's going to drop a ton of value on you right now. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm glad you're here because we originally talked many, 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 many moons ago. And I remember our initial pre-interview call. I was really excited about having you on the show. And then I had to wait all this time. But you're finally here on June 26th. I am am here with bells on. Now, now, listener, you don't know this, but we're actually doing a video call, but you're not seeing the video. She does not have bells on, so she's lying to you right now. Well, that's an awful way to start. <laughs> Call my bluff. Yeah. I, you know, this is the way I roll, Chris. You know me. Yeah. You know this is okay. how I roll. But we're right, no, she, she's a she. She does has no bells on, but she's here and she is bright eyed and bushy tailed, and she is ready yes. to go. So got it. Before, <laughs> before, did, are you mad at me now? Never. No, oh, no. You'd okay. have to work harder than that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. good. Yeah. Well, before we get started, why don't you take about twenty seconds or so and tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, I'm Chris Ward. Uh, my company and the platform you see me mostly talk about is Win the Hour, Win the Day. And how that evolved was as a marketing strategist, like many of your audience, I was grinding it out, like exhausted. Oh my gosh, it was just brutal those first couple of years of business. And I thought, huh, there's got to be an easier way. And, and, and I'll quick make this story really quick and powerful. And there was. And I, I did a lot of work to change sort of my lifestyle, my business. And luckily I did because it wasn't soon after that, a couple of years later, that my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And Mm. one thing led to another very quickly. I was pulled away from the company because that in itself is a full-time job. And when I returned after his passing, after his death, my clients had no idea of my absence. They were not aware of it. Uh, I kept those worlds very separate. And so they started to ask me under the capacity of like, oh my gosh, like productivity, how did you possibly manage that? We had no idea. They were shocked. And so, you know, I had a new uh, ambition and understanding of the fragility of life and that your business should support your life, not consume it. And so I wor- started working with them under the capacity of team, team building and productivity. And and they started taking real vacations for the first time and getting mm-hmm. these ambitious projects out. And they weren't feeling stuck and busy at the same time. And, and they really did you know, what I learned, the turning point was you can change your life um, and your business by starting a team. And so that's now evolved into our first info product is coming out or info experience, because it's going to be live coaching every week for a 12 week series. And it's called the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, more results, less you. So I'm just on this passion about creating a movement that this whole grinding it out and thinking that you need so much time, money, and effort to start your team, that's from old school employee mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to awaken people so that you have evenings and weekends and freedom and creativity and that you do what you love and all that type of stuff. Well, this episode is being released on Friday, June 26th. So when is your course going to be released? Well, 
to the public, it is uh, the launch is next Tuesday. But if you get on the coming soon list, coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com, there are additional, and I'm not kidding you, huge bonuses, huge. So coming soon from Chris and hey, it doesn't cost you anything to take a look at it and see what those huge bonuses are. So I, I, I really, I'm telling you, we really do want to create a movement. So we're putting this out there, but it's going to be at a considerably different price point, you know, in six months, because we've really seen the work we do with our coaching clients and we really save a crazy amount of money. Uh, you know, we decrease overhead. We stop you from expensive overhead. We, and delayed income and demolished opportunity. These are the three D's I call them when you don't have a team and you're all by yourself. So it, there's a, a lot of waste and expense there. And, uh, we're just ambitious about again, changing the world so that your business should be fun. That's what mm, I think. Yeah. And so listener, today's Friday. Yeah. It opens on Tuesday. So there is this magic button on your podcast player called a pause button. You can actually <laughs> pause it, go to her website, and she'll give it to you again at the end of the show and go get the bonuses. I mean, why wait? I mean, take action yeah. today. So I would love to know what you mean by win the hour, win the day. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I believe that first hour of your day is so important. It's not a time to check social media or to check the news. Stop checking the news. Okay, let's just say that, yes, COVID's going on now, but really, how is that going to help you today? I mean, you need to, I always say you need to stay informed, not obsessed. And you shouldn't be checking your text messages. You should be doing something in the first hour of your day that's going to launch your day in the right foot. That's why, that's what I think of when the hour, when the day means. What do you mean? Well, similar to that, what I often mean when I, when we started the book, why I wrote that is because too often as entrepreneurs, I know I used to do this years ago, I would launch into Monday morning. Somehow I thought Monday was different than any other day, that it was going to be yep. longer. And I had my mighty to-do list in my hand and I was going to take on the world. The world was going to be a different place this Monday. And so what happened is without a plan, without utilizing your calendar with this to-do list and all this stuff, you, you would be rushing, rushing, rushing. And you wouldn't know on that list, is it like you know, is item number two, two hours or two days. And and you had no idea when you were derailed or how far behind you were. So what I started to do is break it down into increments of hours. And so, you know, that way you could see really quickly understanding that your calendar is your time bank account and that you could see really quickly, quickly when you were derailed or behind schedule, because previously I was what I call myself, you know, I call myself a recovering rushaholic, right? And everything was just go, go, go hysterical. And so for everything we do with its team building and everything else, if you break it down, instead of having these ambitious goals, that I'm just going to do this. And as entrepreneurs, you know, when we talk about team building too, one of the strategies that's amazing about that is if you get a new client or they ask you to do something, a new opportunity that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know. We haven't done that before. With outsourcing, you can get those resources at your fingertips, affordable, easily within hours Whereas back in the day, I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, I think we can do this. All of a sudden, all our energy would go into that new ambition. We knew that it's going to come down the pipe at some point that someone's going to be upset with us because where our attention has been diverted and we're now derailed and we're trying to onboard this new opportunity. So we just put our head down and try to look up and say, I think we can get this done in three months, but we had no plan. You know, we just had adrenaline excitement and there was no strategy. Now to, to back up and touch on your point, I do also think that that first hour of the day is like your cell phone. It's re- you're recharged. And I believe you should start work refreshed and leave 
fresh. But that first hour, when you're working on an ambition, an ambition, like when I was writing my book, I wrote my book the first hour of every morning. That was it. So then it's done and I'm at my freshest. And there's this foolish idea that I had for years where I'll work really hard today and I got this thing I got to start learning. So I'll start learning it tonight after I'm exhausted. Yep. And I'll start it at four. No, five, no, six. Okay, I didn't get to it till seven, but I'm really at my prime at seven when I've been chasing the clock all day. So it really is about look at your calendar as your time bank account. I love that. And a couple of notes I want to have is you mentioned planning. And the thing I deal with my clients a lot is they go, okay, Mark, I understand I have to plan things. Okay, I get that. But here's the thing. What do I put on my calendar? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do you put on your calendar? And then I came up with the idea that everyone should have a running list of what they have to do, you know, what they want to do, I should say. So I ideally you put this on your phone and every time you come up with an idea of something you want to do, a person you want to call, whatever, you put it on the list. And next to that item, you put about how long it's going to take you to allude to your point earlier. Then when you sit down and plan your day, you'll say, okay, I'm going to work eight hours tomorrow. I already have five hours planned. What am I going to put in the other three hours? Now you go to the list and you say, okay, well, okay, this is going to take too long. This is going to take too long. Oh, I could fit this in. And now you're pulling from a list, which is a living list because you're going to add things and take things away from it and move things and do things and all that. So that's one point. I'd like to know your thoughts on it in a second. The other thing is I want to talk about outsourcing just for a second because one of the things I see people, which I think is a mistake. People go into business, they're brand new, they have zero customers, and they go, okay, I have to go outsource things, right? I'm like, no, no. First of all, you should know, you should know every aspect of your business. Second of all, when you outsource something, they probably want to get paid and you have no income. So my theory, and I'd love to know your theory on these two things, is you should wait until A, you know what you that, that you know how to do what you're, what you're outsourcing. And number two, you make sure you have income. So number one, talk to me about what you think about my idea about the list. And then we'll go to the outsourcing part. Okay. People pay attention because <laughs> round one, we're going to disagree a little bit. So I agree with many elements of your calendar because what happens is people will say to me, Oh, I do that every day. I don't need to put that on my calendar. And to me, that's like saying, Hmm, my car payment comes out of my bank account every month, but I know that. So I don't count it. So you're right. People lunge into their day and they think they have eight hours, but they might only have five because they have these these expectations every day that they think, Oh, I just, I count that Mm -hmm. to my head. I don't need to do it. Your calendar isn't for outside appointments. It's for you, right? So everybody puts their dentist on there, but they don't put their work there. I'm not a big fan of the list. I find that it gets really dangerous really quickly. And when you're a recovering Russiaholic, it turns into a to-do list really easily. So I'm always about get it on the calendar right away, actionable items. Now for me, how I navigate, let's say every day is like, oh, you know, and you do have to put on the calendar that you have to check emails and stuff, but that might be at 11 and two, and you have to control it and plan it, not try to squeeze it in in between other things. Cause that's just fries the brain and it's a bad recipe all around. So for me, I might have like at the top of my calendar tasks and I may have a bunch of phone calls I have to make and whatever. So then on the calendar, it might say two o'clock, okay, emails and phone calls. And I've got a half hour or 45 minutes to do that. And there's my list of phone calls. But I try to stay away from open-ended lists, but that's a whole nother, you'll have to have me back for that one. So that's okay. a whole nother Well, it's interesting discussion. that you said that because my philosophy is if, a, if you're like 
I don't know, on a plane or wherever, and a thought pops in your head. Yes. You got to yeah. capture it. So what I mean, now I'm like yeah. you, I'm kind of like productivity, like 901 to use Kyle's yeah. analogy. So if I have an idea, I will put it on the calendar if I have a spot for it right then and there. But yeah. if I don't have the time, I put it on my list so I don't forget it. The, you're exactly right. A lot of people use the list. They put all these things on the list yeah. and they never look at the list again. And the list gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it gets overwhelmed and they just delete it. Well, th- yeah. that's not the way I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a tool as an aid. So when you sit down yeah. for your plan, and I do agree with you, like I put yeah. personal development time on my calendar. If I don't, I won't get to personal development. I put email on there. If I don't, I won't get the email. So I agree with you 100%. So I don't think we're that far apart. Right. I right. see your yeah. point. Don't have a list that you just add things to like a black hole and you never look at it. That's not what I'm talking about. So I, yeah. I think we're, we agree on that. So right now with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, we're, we're, we're so excited. And every day I'm like, oh, we can add this. We can add that. So I have a list right now of, you know, bonus ideas. Like, oh my gosh, I just had this idea. So that's a healthy list, that a creative list. And I know where it is. And then I'll, I have an assignment on my calendar to do that on Friday. So definitely there is a place as long as it's not just not the junk drawer in the kitchen, right? <laughs> now, the other thing I would say to you about outsourcing is I think this is where people go wrong. I think that people think once I get to a certain plateau on the mountain, once I make a certain amount of money, once I know how to do everything that then I hire. And I would argue that you'll in the history of entrepreneurs, no success story ever was one person. They started right from day one with a team, two guys in a garage or whatever. Mm -hmm. So let me clarify this. Let me tell you about the first outsourcer I hired, like maybe eight years ago. And what was back then eight years ago, it was a much more physical world aside from what's going on now. It was like a lot, a lot of people were comfortable with Skype appointments. So I'm still going to offices. I'm a marketing strategist. I'm sitting down. I'm making notes. Packages are very specific depending what they want. Note, note, note. I promise myself, hand to God, when I get back to the office, I would put the notes right in the client's file. Here we go. That would never happen. I'd get distracted, (laughs) phone calls, emails. I was in a different place back then. And you're like, oh my gosh. So then if I was lucky, sometimes Friday afternoon, if not the next Friday, I've got all these notes. Now, the worst part is these notes are meant for 20 minutes. And now when the client calls back and starts asking me questions, I get to be one of two people. The one that looks like if I quote them wrong, that I'm trying to swindle them or the one that doesn't look prepared. Which Mm. person do you want to be? Because I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. I have to check these notes. And because they were meant to be short term. So I went through that stress for a couple months and didn't. And then the weight of it over your head all week, this week will be different. And it's not. So at that time, I found an outsourcer and this was still pretty new age back then. Now. People know it's out there, but they're just not utilizing it correctly. Back then, it was like, I'm calling somebody from Mars. So I sorted this out and I hired my first outsourcer. Now, I do not understand this, but this woman only liked doing transcriptions. She had like 10 clients and this is her passion, her zone of genius. And because it's all she did, she was really fast. So some weeks I needed her for an hour, depending how many appointments I had, because I would leave the meeting talk into my phone, 30 seconds, give all the details, all the facts off my notes, the pricing, beautiful. As you can tell, I get a lot of words per minute in 30 seconds, (laughs) right? It goes in there 
And then that's it. I got all of Friday afternoon back and I got rid of the stress and the accuracy increased. And I didn't look like I was fumbling the ball or lose an opportunity with a new client. And it cost me $12. Some weeks I didn't need her. Some weeks I did. But when I did, it was about 12 bucks. I don't think I ever spent 20 on several meetings. So that gave me all of Friday afternoon back. It got rid of stress. It allowed me to go out and get new opportunities. And it really changed the game for me. So that's exactly what happens. People think when they're talking about outsourcing, they're thinking about old school mentality of when you were an employee, like, oh, I can't afford the overhead. I can't afford the commitment. I can't afford all these extra costs. But we're talking that the outsourcer really pays for themselves. So you start off, like for me, I started off with a $12 one for a number of weeks. Two months later, I think, oh, okay, let's get it in the second person. And so that's what we did. And there's no commitment. And you can, that's the beauty of how we teach you to do it and how to set it up. So I would say really day one, you know, you don't want to be out there trying to learn everything in your business because Here's a, another example. Recently, my video editor came to me and said, oh, have you heard about Descript? I'm like, no. So there's this platform, a little app, and you can right click the um during an interview like this. And it can say, do you want to remove all filler words? Because that's her zone. So she talent is often connected to technology. So she comes to me and says, this is all I do. And because it's all I do, I found this new thing that I think would work for us. It will even speed it up more. So now this person I'm getting at a very affordable price who works for me casually, let's say some weeks, five hours, some weeks, two. Now she found a, a device that will speed it up even more. So that's because she, that's her zone of genius. So I don't know how to use it. She knows how to use it. We, we paid 50 bucks for it, but now it's sped up our process even more. So that this is why I'm on this crazy mission to really create a movement because your, your thoughts are, are the standard thoughts that most people think like, Oh, make sure you got a good profit. Make sure you really know everything inside out. Well, that's going to aid you really quickly. And this is a much more direct path. And most of my clients have worked with me in the coaching 90 day coaching that we have. They would say the first month that they get about 25 hours back a week. So that really allows you to go out and get more business. So that's why I'm a little crazy passionate about it because I I think you're right. Your thoughts are the general public's thoughts and I I really want people to be enlightened. I wish you were a little bit bit more passionate than you are right now. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You know, one of the the, the biggest podcasters in the world is a guy named Joe Rogan. I think he's got like the top third or fourth most popular podcast in the world. It doesn't matter. It's really big. I mean, he gets more downloads in an hour than most people get in in like a month. And a lot of people don't realize in the very beginning, he did everything, everything, even when he could afford it, because not only did he want to know how to do it, but he also, he took ownership in it. And let's face it, no one's going to care more about your baby, your business than you are. Now, I still do everything on my podcast myself because I've been doing it so long, it would take me longer to find someone and train someone. It really doesn't take me that long to do it. I mean, literally, when we finish, if let's say we finish at the top of the hour. Within 30 minutes, I'm completely done. And I love doing it. I, like, I still cut my own lawn. I could pay someone else to do it. For me, it's therapeutic. I enjoy cutting my lawn. I enjoy uh, doing my podcast. So, I mean, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong because you're certainly spot on. I, I think people are doing one of two things. They never outsource or they are outsourcing too late. And I think there's a balance. 
Um, you know, I, I use out, I think everyone uses outsourcing in their life. They don't realize they're using outsourcing. So let's say you're using someone to post for you an email, like you're using some kind of app you're outsourcing. So it doesn't have to be a physical person. The first time I ever heard about outsourcing was uh, Tim Ferriss in the four hour work week. He talks about virtual assistants. I never even heard of it before I wrote that book that I read that book, like what, eight, nine, 10 years ago. It's a long time ago, but I think everyone could benefit from it. I mean, now during COVID-19, we use it for our meals. People bring our meals to our homes. So I think people are narrow-minded when it comes to outsourcing because we can talk about outsourcing in the business world and at home. The outsourcing is very powerful in this day and age. Yeah. So you brought up some really good points. With Joe Rogan, first of all, I mean, he he is a celebrity. So when he started podcasting, he did it a very long time ago and he did all aspects of it. And it was really something he wanted to master to get his voice out there. But he did have a bankroll of being a celebrity. So he's in a different place. So he this is like a hobby that really grew into something powerful for him. Now, if you love doing all aspects of your podcast, then great. That's your zone of genius. That's where you really like, oh, you know, you really get in, roll up your sleeves and say, okay, this is where I want to play. I love doing it. I would challenge you though that it's never correct when you say it's you know it takes more time to train somebody than to do it myself then you know I may the air may go dead here because I would tell somebody you're doing that you're the training wrong then because that's a short term goal now what happens is if this is your zone of genius that I love doing the podcast I love t- every touch point of that podcast great then you would outsource other things so that you get to stay in that zone so it's your idea and it's your passion that determines what your zone of genius is now I also, in my mind, don't count tools as outsourcing because it's just a tool, right? And a microphone, it, it may be a great tool. It doesn't make me a better speaker. It's a tool. So outsourcers leverage your time. And so I have a very clear definition of you know what outsourcing is to me. But for me, it's sort of like, well, okay, I wrote a book. Great. Got that done. Okay. So then I started my podcast. Great. That's done. Now with the podcast, I did deal with a lot of people who in the podcast community, they were outsourcing to podcast um, management companies. So one woman I was dealing with, she's like, okay, they, I, 20 episodes, they got up, they did all the tech stuff, everything. It cost me like $1,500, but now the 20 episodes are up. So what do I do next? Because she's on to writing a book you know, she's on to her info product. So now because she doesn't have a team and she has an outsourcing, don't confuse her paying for a company to do it as outsourcing. Cause then she's kind of held by the throat by them of now, do I pay them again? Do I go find somebody new? That all takes time. Whereas when I decided, we decided in four weeks that we were going to do the podcast, somebody talked me into it. And I said, okay, we'll do it in the spring. And my team said, well, you've got the speaking gig in four weeks. Why don't we do it then? We just pivoted and we put all the things in place that we did with the book to the podcast. And it did not cost me, you know, any extra time. The team, we all learned our different roles and we executed a high level. We got the podcast out. That's only been six months. Now I'm launching the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. So what happens is when we move those responsibilities to the team and I have a team that I can outsource to, I get to get on to the next income generating project for me. So I'm not here to tell you what your zone of genius is or your passion, but I am here to tell you to leverage that, to amplify it. To me, team means together, everyone amplifies money. And for most entrepreneurs, you are smart and you've got a lot of ideas. And when you look at those people online, you've got a little bit of professional jealousy. They're not smarter than you. What you are missing is YME. You're missing execution. And you can only 
execute so much with one brain and two hands that by the way, most of the time are tired. So it's really just opening the doors so that, you know, you can just get that execution out. So other than what we've already talked about, what are some other mistakes people make when it comes to outsourcing? You already gave us several to think about. What are a couple other mistakes people make? That's a really great question. Lots of times people will say to me, they really like my team or they'll, my clients, my coaching clients say, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they'll be communicating with my assistant and they're like, Oh, she's really great. You know, like, can I borrow her or whatever? And I'd be like, that's like saying, you know what, you and your sister are really close and I'm not so close with mine. Do you think I could spend time with your sister? <laughs> you know, my, my outsourcer has been trained by me. Right. So what I would tell people is I, first of all, you, I didn't find a magic person. I had a process and that's another thing people think, Oh, okay. I heard what Chris said. I went out and hired. It didn't work. The economy, kids these days, blah, blah, blah. Well, because you have no hiring process, no training process. It's super, super simple. And that's what I love about the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. It's not a tech thing you have to learn. I'm going to show you is, I mean, your eight-year-old could walk through and watch this and start hiring. It would just be amazing. So really that's the big thing is it's not some magical person you have to find. Then when you do find that first person, because you followed our process, you go, this is amazing then don't get excited with that person. Say, okay, I hired a virtual assistant or here's a better example. Somebody say, oh, I need help with social media. So then they've tried to have somebody that understands the backdoor stuff. So how to load the videos on YouTube and then they want them doing graphics and then they want them communicating with people. Those are really three different roles. So what happens is when you get somebody that you're excited about, don't dilute the recipe by saying, well, she's so great and she's so smart. Let's see if she can do this and this and this until you water down the recipe. So too often you get this, what I call Ethel, like in the coffee shop. Oh, Ethel can do everything. And, you know, <laughs> then you're just, going, I don't know. Like, it's not about being dependent on hiring one person. I think it's great. It's a formula that will amplify as your business grows to your next ambition. That's very interesting because I, when you said water down, I, I see a lot of people do that. They'll find one good virtual assistant who's really good at X and yes. they're sort of good at Y and Z and they go, well, why go out and get someone who can outsource Y and Z? I'll just use X to do Y and Z. And it's not really their strong point. And so they do X really well. And then Y and Z, eh. And so you may have to do some work on the other end because they weren't really good at that. Instead of doing what you suggest and finding someone who does X, Y, and Z separately who have all their strengths within those things. And that could probably save you time and money. Yeah. And that's the beauty of outsourcing. So like I have... Uh, three full-time and then two part-time people. So I'm not talking about managing a team of 20. I'm talking like we execute a really high level and that's my core team. Now that's the beauty of outsourcing because in the olden days, hello, 10 years ago, you had to <laughs> find somebody geographically local to you and that yep. they were available. And now you're an entrepreneur and like, I can't afford full-time. So I have to find part-time and then, okay, well, I really only have two hours of, let's say I want them to be a video editor, two hours but they're not going to come up drive across town for two hours. So then I have to give them eight at least. So now I'm filling the other six with stuff that, okay, maybe they can do this, but it's not their strength nor their interest. And then of course there's a desk and the overhead and the computer. Yep. So what I'm, that's the beauty of outsourcing is I'm not talking about a swinging gate in like a saloon where you've got outsourcers coming in going all the time, but there's like, we sometimes have to do it, it with our marketing strategy, uh, strategies clients. Sometimes we have to do photo shoots, not too often. But we have a photo editor that when we do have pictures, he's our guy. Now, he may not hear from me in six months, but oh, here we are again. Here's some pictures. So we have people like that where we reach out like, yeah, you're my guy when it's a time, but we don't use you very often. But on any given week, I deal with three full timers and two 
half timers and we produce at a really high level. So don't get into this. I'm too busy and I love what I do. I want to start don't managing a craziness. Like that's not it. It's just things that I don't need to do because you would be shocked how much of your business is copy and paste and repeat. And there's all these little things that you think, oh, I have to do. But there's pre and post production to everything that we do. Everything, no matter what you do for a business, there's setting it up with the client and there's the afterwards with the client, whether you're a videographer, whether you're a podcaster, you know, a salesperson, whatever. And a lot of that, you don't realize how often it's redundant and you can have people doing that for you so that you can be generating more income. Share with us how your first 60 to 90 minutes of a day look like you said when you were writing your book that's what you did but if, let's say you're not writing your book and you wake up your eyes you know pop open and you get out of bed what does the first you know hour an hour and a half look like for you well i wake up when i wake up so i don't go by an alarm um so i wake up depending on the time of the year so it's bright right now it's early summer so sometimes if i'm really lucky i sleep into seven i tend to be an early riser and it, there's these crows outside my window that seem to have a team meeting every morning. So (laughs) yesterday it was very intense. There was some conflict. So I was up earlier. Um, So I wake up when I wake up and then I try to meditate first, which takes some discipline because I'm very high energy enthusiastic. So I do that. I only do like 15 minutes. Thank you very much. And then I hop up and I hop out of bed and I go work out uh, if it's the summer, I'll go for a bike ride. If it's winter, I'll do weights inside, whatever. I, so my workout is very like, that's huge. I'd never miss that. And then when it comes to work, I do the, whatever the project is. So right now, the first hour of the day is the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. We're getting for the launch. We're getting all ready, stuff like that. So that's the primary thing I do first. And then often I will do second, I'll do videos for social media or, or anything I have to produce like content. And then I go to quick little, I, we do two, a scrum meeting every morning with my team, about 15 minutes. And then I proceed the day with the rather responsibilities I have, but the priorities are in the morning and they all get done first. How does your non-work days, let's assume you take weekends off, how do your weekends or your holidays look then? The reason why I ask that question, because my, my morning routine is the same seven days a week, 365 yeah. days a year. So I'm curious what you do on your non-work days. Yeah. So I am a big, I really do work hard on evenings and weekends off. And uh, so for sure I do that. And I, I do sometimes get caught up in a routine. So lately I've had to work really hard and saying, you know, if I don't feel like working out on Sunday, don't work out. Like Sunday has to look different than another day. Cause sometimes I get caught up in the routine. Like here's the workout, boom, 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 ready to go. Um, and I still have a leisurely day, but I try now if I don't feel like, you know, whatever, just I'm trying to be more, I get caught up in routines too quickly. So I'm trying to be more wild and, oh yes, on some Sundays I don't work out. There's my, there's my wildness. So pull over people. That's too exciting for you if you're driving. Um, so yeah, you know, I spend family time. I do fun stuff. I, I do whatever I like to bake. I like to cook. I like to take care of my, I'm always, I really, I, I like to try a new recipe every weekend. I grab something off Pinterest during the week and then I plan for it. And so I just like to have fun and take care of my health and well-being and spend family time. Interesting. Well, as my li- listeners yeah. know, I've been running every day since August uh, 29th, 2017. And people go, why do you run every day? I said, I love running every day. I mean, I may listen to audiobook, a podcast, uh, yeah. my, my yeah. hip hop playlist, whatever the case may be. It's not a grunge. I never say, oh, I got to run. I don't have to run. I mean, yeah, I've run like over a thousand thirty days in a row, but I do because I want to do it. And like today in Houston, uh, we're recording this on Thursday. You're hearing it on Friday. It was raining 
really hard. Cats, dogs, giraffes, rhinoceros, hippopotamuses. And I, I ran in the house because I, I, for me, I have to run in the morning because it really gets me jazzed up for the day. Yep. But that's, yep. that's me. That's me. It may not yeah. be for you. And I think what you're saying, Chris, is you have to do what works for you. Too many people are saying, I'm going to do what Stan does or what Dorothy does or John does. No, you need to look at what other people are doing and say, I like a little bit of this. I like a little bit of that. And I'm going to do my own thing. Make it your own. But I highly encourage you to stay off of social media and email first thing in the morning because you don't need that oh, negativity no. in your head. And then your brain, it's like all those apps open your phone. It burns down your brain quicker. Like you just start going in different directions. It's not how the brain works. But I agree with you. You know what? Find your way. And I do believe in what I call being a business athlete. Take care of your health and your well-being. And I had to learn that many years ago when my company was new. Oh, my gosh. I had to learn how to chew slower because I was so used to shoving food down my (laughs) gullet as I was answering emails (laughs) and phone calls. And now I take a proper lunch and eat a proper meal every day for a half hour. And it really does change. Like you have to take... Take care of this and running yourself into the ground thinking it's for the sacrifice of the company it is to, it's such a detriment to the company and your health like you just can't be driving a car around with no gas and no oil and just giving <laughs> it you know pressing on the pedal harder it just doesn't work absolutely 100 percent. well we gave the people who listened to this episode which i'm sure is a lot we gave them a lot to think about and don't overwhelm yourself. Just pick one thing that uh, Chris or I talked about and go do it today. Go get moving in the right direction. So, Chris, the final question I have for you is where can we find out more about you and your stuff? Yeah, well, I'm on all the socials. And right now, I would definitely get on the coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Reach out to me on any platform and let me know that you heard me on this amazing podcast. And we'll be instant friends. A friend of Mark is a friend of mine. Well, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for the wisdom you dropped us on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time today. Well, you know what? To me, there is nothing more valuable someone can give you than their time. So I thank you for trusting me with your wonderful podcast and giving me so generously your time. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com and get my top five productivity tips absolutely free. Mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.